Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. So today's episode is something that's very interesting to me. I don't know how well I'm going to describe it, but anyway, it's called Ladies Who Don't Lunch. Emphasis, people, on don't. It's something I've struggled with for quite a long time because, you know, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. If you don't lunch, you're not in the gang. And if you miss a few lunches, you've missed everything. And girls, if we know that, or ladies, ladies are even worse, can be very, very ostracizing and judgmental if you don't sort of play the game their way. I'm always fascinated that you can have such individual women who are articulate, educated, beautiful, strong women in their day-to-day life. But when it comes to these kind of things and keeping up with the Joneses and doing ladies' lunches, I'm kind of dumbfounded by how much they feel the need to be in them. The need that you can't miss something because you will miss something and you might not be in the same group. I mean, I remember like at school and things, you know, at lunch and saving each other's places and feeling if you weren't in the quite in the right group and being on your own. And I get that like when you're young and trust me, we all struggled with it, I'm sure. But I also learned at boarding school, I think from very early on that I, you know, I kind of kept myself to myself too. Most of my friends were in the year above, so I didn't really care. You know, I was kind of happy to sort of get through the week and then see my older friends on the weekend or I would go and like hang out with the older girls. So I've never been part of a clique as such, or I've always been kind of good on my own. If I had a problem, I go and sort it on my own. For me, a problem shared is not a problem, you know, a problem halved. A problem shared is a problem bloody doubled because, you know, from then on in, it becomes everybody's knowledge. But these women, it's sport. It's it's not even sport. It's so important to them. It's such a giant part of their lives that, you know, one thing or not the wrong invite, you not attending the party or or you attending somebody's party, but not their party, their lunch. And if you get an invite, you have to invite 24 other people back. The social pressure put on girls or women today to do this is just insane to me. How do you go for lunch every day? I mean, I've always said, look, I once one lunch in a, once in a while, so nice to go with a girlfriend, but I also find these lunches like dismal. Like you literally lose a brain cell by the time you sat down because you're saying hello to people that you you know, some of them you love, obviously, and you're really happy to see. But when you've got 15 or 20 cackling women next to you who all vying for your attention or each other's attention, the noise levels. I mean, I've got a headache before I've even like sat down. I can't do it because everyone's screaming, hello, darling. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you for ages. How have you been? How's so-and-so? And, you know, and then it's like, it's also, oh, I love what you're wearing when you actually 
hate it. And oh, I love that. Where'd you get that? And you really don't care. And it's just insane. It's like every day people get dressed up, have their hair done, put on these giant diamonds and sort of off they go. But like lunch, if anyone's ever built a business or has kids, and some of these women have kids, most of these women have kids, but I guess some are a little bit older, but you know, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you leave the office for a lunch break and come back four hours later, completely fucking sozzled, like shit faced? Because I mean, if you're anything like me, one glass of wine, I'm off my rocker already. And, you know, I find it really hard to go to lunch and then go back again. It's impossible. Frankly, I just made a decision very, very early on in life that I would not lunch. And I tell everybody all the time that I'm not a lady that lunches and I will not. That's not to say again, look, I have a lot of really nice friends and I do like catching up with people, but what I can't do is waste my time anymore. Time to all of us is so precious and so important and so valuable that I just don't have it anymore. If I have a lunch, I prefer it one-on-one. Just one-on-one means that you really connect with the person. You really get further into a relationship with someone because I've left those lunches. You spend three or four hours there with a whole load of women that, you know, you know that you're not going to see again unless it's at one of these lunches. And so you, you've never picked up the phone to, and you actually don't get past the small talk. And since I turned 40, I think I decided not to do small talk anymore. I don't know if that's an option. I don't know if you're allowed to choose that, but I have made the decision that I will have no more small talk. I mean, obviously you walk into a room and then you know, you're at a huge event and you have to do small talk. I'm going to do small talk, but like, it's just not top of my list. I'm not a great person for this kind of rubbish. And I don't want to walk around a room and tell everybody where I was born, basically hand out my resume. You know, I should actually just print them out and take them around the room and just hand them out much easier. And I think that's why people either really love me or really don't like me. I'm okay with it. I've come to terms with it, accepted it, cool with it, and uh, actually fine with it because... It means I get invited to a little bit less. The ones that really know me know that I'm having a bit of a laugh. I mean, I'll tease the girls that I know like to have a lunch every day. I mean, I see them off they go like peacocks, literally peacocks, dressed up in all the latest gear. Literally, it's like they have emptied their safe on their bodies before they've gone to these lunches. And who for? It's a ladies' lunch. It's not for the men. It's for the other girls. It's so funny. I mean, I don't think they get this dressed up for their husbands but they get this dressed up for their friends, for these women, because it's like a social pressure. Look, I do know I love my Birkin bags, but like it is literally a Birkin bag off. Everybody at the table has a fucking Birkin bag. It's just for me fascinating to see the hierarchy too and the way ladies lunches play out and how important they are to each other and maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe if I, I've got this completely wrong and I'm the idiot because maybe a lot of business is done around these tables you know it's just that the ones that I've been to I lost a brain cell rather than gained any business acumen but you know maybe I've been going to the wrong ones so let's take a little break from the show and discuss a product which I've 
been discussing a lot lately because um, being a mum of boys, I absolutely love it because there's so much out there on the market for girls. My daughter's bathroom is absolutely rammed with beauty products and my son's uh, bathroom is bare. So when I discovered Strike Club, which was founded, of course, by four women with 11 children between them, absolutely genius, I fell in love with it. And what I like about it is the bottles are not embarrassing for the boys to have in their bathroom. It doesn't feel like, you know, a girly product. It's super easy for them to use. It's gentle and it keeps their skin looking clear. And I mean, I specifically use the everywhere wash just because I don't think my boys are old enough right now to get into a huge skincare routine. So this sort of really works for them because they can use it all over their body or over their hair, under their arms and all that kind of rubbish. But as they get older, they're, you know, I love the calm down for their face. It kills bacteria that causes acne without dryness or irritation. It's completely safe because obviously when it comes to our kids, it's that's non-negotiable and they absolutely love it. Super easy to use doesn't need to be a giant grooming routine for them, which they simply just won't do. And it's so discreet and unfussy. So it's called Strike Club. It's available in Target stores and Target online and at strikeclub.com. If you go to strikeclub.com right now and you enter the code Caroline at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your purchase. That's strike with a Y, S-T-R-Y-K-E, C-L-U-B dot com. Code Caroline for 15% off. Remember that strike with a Y, Strike Club, because you guys have skin too. Now let's get back to the show. It's funny because actually when I moved to Dubai, it is here. It's even more of a ritual and so important. People really, really, really take it seriously. And, you know, we're talking 25 people at a, in a room at a table and I sat down. And they, they couldn't have been nicer, by the way. Everyone was lovely. So I feel so bad saying this. And it's lovely. They still are. And they're all my friends. I like I like them. And if one of you wants to invite me out, probably not after this episode, but anyway, but if one of you wants to invite me out one-on-one, -on -one, lovely, love to. Or I'm happy over four, like four people's good. Four people I can understand what you're saying. Four people is not like screaming and too loud and whatever. Four people I can actually continue a conversation with. That's perfect for me. It's not about the person. It's just about the whole idea of it. I think I need to point out that it's not a personal thing. It's not about the people. It's just about the lineup. You just don't get any further. You know, you don't get anything out of it. It's a conversation that doesn't take you anywhere. And I think I've got to the stage in my life where I just, I need to add value to my life or I need to get out or I need to just stay home. And I just want to focus, you know, I want to focus. I have so much to do in a day and I feel guilty enough as it is for not having enough time in the day for my kids and the things that I really need to achieve that, you know, these kind of things just it sap my energy. And I've also made a pact with myself not to take things that sap my energy and that don't come naturally and that you need to force. Things that don't come naturally and that are forced aren't meant for you. And, you know, if it doesn't sit right, why do it? And I think that's really part of the life that I've chosen, which is to make all of these amazing my choices myself. I love my female friendships and I actually have a lot more 
than you would expect. I have really, really close girlfriends and I love them, but we do different things. You know, my girlfriends and I, we make plans. You know, we go for a staycation, we take our kids and then our kids are bonded. We get to chat. We get to really chat about what's going on in their lives. We're at a complicated time in our lives. You know, 40 is, it's a minefield for women. I have so many of my girlfriends getting divorced or relationship issues or issues with the teenage children, getting their kids into schools, moving houses. We have real things to discuss, real problems at hand, you know, business deals, things that people are working on. Things don't go right. So every time I see my girlfriends, we fill each other in. We catch up. We sort of help each other. We advise each other. I feel like I gain from having them over. You know, my girlfriends, I love them and they love me. They love everything about me, even my ridiculous and, you know, how forgetful I am. They know me, you know, like I don't have to explain myself. If I have arranged a dinner and then double booked it, they never get angry because they know that that's who I am and that, you know, I forget and I'm genuinely busy and my head explodes and that that I genuinely love them and it's not done out of malicious intent. And therefore they never make me feel guilty. They never make me feel judged. I mean, I'm so fucking lucky with my girlfriends. If I came home from lunch and told them that I'd just gone on a three hour gangbang, they would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. How was it? You know, which is so freeing. Not that I'm going on one people, just like putting that out there because I know people that listen to this sometimes take my word for the word. No intention of having a gangbang. But my point to that is that I can tell them anything and they don't go, the fuck, have you lost your mind? They go, oh my God, you know, and it's not that they're yes people, they're not yes people. They are the first people to go, okay, well, maybe, you know, this isn't a clever idea or maybe this, but, you know, they're not judgmental on anything. You know, when I brought Sergio home, you know, I don't have to explain myself on anything in my life with them. And that is amazing. And they feel the same way about me. They can do exactly the same with me because, you know, maybe they need that certain ridiculous moment in their lives at that moment in their lives to get to grow, to get to where they need to be. And so, you know, the lady that lunch syndrome, I think it is, is like this bullshit facade of everything's perfect. My marriage is perfect. My home's perfect. I just perfect. My jewelry is perfect. My husband just bought me this perfect gift and he's going to get me a bigger one next year. And my children are just go off to college and they're amazing too. And they just got into Yale and oh my God. And then you go home feeling shit about your life. That's not what I mean. Like, I mean, real friendships, like girl friendships, you know, where we just giggle and we cry together and you go, fuck, I've had a terrible day. You know, my husband's an asshole. My children are being dicks, you know, where the truth come out and that you're not scared to share it because you know, they're not going to turn it around. You know, it's this terrible thing when you go to ladies lunches, maybe you have one too many drinks and you spill the beans because, you know, you're an emotional wreck and underneath something horrible has gone wrong. And you think, then you get home and you go, fuck, I've told the wrong person. I've just told my friend me my deepest darkest secret you know and that's where the bullshit with these things that I can't bear you know I don't have to self-edit myself I never go for dinner and you know get wasted and think fuck I shouldn't have told her that you know I'm like my secret's safe with her and you know I believe that and I know that and it's amazing and my girlfriends we do things like what do we do we go to the movies they come over they just literally pop over I love that in the day you know nobody thinks there's no plan they just go oh my god I'm driving past I'm stopping. Are you in? Love that. Spontaneity is key in my life. Fucking love it. Always got time for people popping in. I mean, not 
always. So if you're listening to this and you want to pop in, don't. You get my drift. We go to the beach. We take the kids. We go to the mall. We we just do stuff. I don't know, you know, go zip lining, go do stupid stuff. I want to do fun things. I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to have a three hour lunch and have a hangover the next day and take me two days to recover and then wish I hadn't done it and then go into the next one. I don't want to have to host 25 people that I don't know and like, or, you know, that I just don't have time to really get to know so I know I'm not going to see them again. I think the key to my new this year and to corona and to all of the things that if we're going to have any takeaway from what we've actually just been through is to make lasting relationships. I mean, I've just starting, well, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm starting a bucket list travel company because so many of you watch my trips and I think, you know, we want to go off the beaten track. We want to see different things. And, you know, this year I'm actually going on a boat trip with my girlfriends to the last ever cannibal tribe. I mean, mind you, Sergio's coming with me, but he counts himself as one of the girls and I'm okay with that. But we're starting a bucket list trip. So like every year we go off with the girls and we discover a new place in the world. Like maybe we don't get to see each other that much. And then all I do is send out like a message going, okay, who's free October? You know, maybe it's four months in advance and you go, everybody clears their diary and off we go for a week. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You can do this with your girlfriends. You can say, okay, I'm going, we're going to Cornwall. We're going to get in the car. I'm going to go on a camping trip for three days. Or, you know, what a great trip where you just laugh and laugh from the moment you get in the car, you drive together, you do everything together. And it's so much fun. And that to me is so much more worthwhile because, you know, you reconnect on a much deeper level. You share your lives, which as I said, in your forties, you're just navigating a fucking landmine all the time. Relationships are such hard work. If you've been in long-term marriages, people struggle around 40 to 45. I don't know why. I don't know, you know, what it is, but I think we all sort of begin to search or get to a midlife. And obviously that's what a midlife crisis is, I suppose, and want answers and more. And is this it for us? And, you know, my life's too easy. And maybe I need to like, just throw a bomb and see what happens. And, you know, I've only got 20 good years left. Maybe I need to travel the world and all these questions need answering. And I like to lie on my bed with my girlfriends and like, just, you know, stare at the ceiling and talk like that and go, okay, well, you know, what haven't I done? What haven't I achieved? Where do I need to go next? What is my next step? Why am I here? What happens when I'm older? How am I going to survive? Have I got enough money in the bank? All of these things, like I panic daily. Like I love these conversations because they open you up to, you know, real life. Like don't care who you are. Like, don't we all worry about where we're going to be when we're like 80? And I know that I get these questions about Sergio, but I don't really worry about where I'm going to be with Sergio. I worry about where I'm going to be with me. Will I have enough money? Can I support myself? I want to answer these life questions with my best girlfriends, you know, and we, we really do like chew the fat and answer them and like go, okay, you know, well, maybe we'll all pull our money together and we'll like live on an island and like buy, you know, four houses next to each other and then we'll share the expense. And then when we die, we just split it back to our families and we'll all be all right. And do we really need all this money when we're older? And maybe we don't. Why are we working so hard? These are the questions that we have to ask ourselves. And some of them are married. Some of them aren't, you know, they want to talk about sex. What's sex like with a younger guy? What's sex like when you're married for, you know, 30 years? What do they have to do to like change up their sex lives? What do they have to do to like, maybe they're arguing at home or maybe their children haven't got into the right schools yet. And all of these things that 
and it just these are such powerful conversations to have that you just don't get in the three hours that you're having in a stale restaurant with women that aren't really your tribe. So let's take a little break again from the show and discuss one of my favorite products because for those of you around know that my teeth and my smile are probably one of my greatest assets and the thing people always ask, are your teeth real? And yes, they are people, they're all mine. And I equate a beautiful smile to confidence. And I think confidence is key in business and anything you guys do in your life. So I really want to recommend this product, Snow. So thank you, Snow, for uh, sponsoring this episode. Really important to all of us, teeth and hygiene and health and all of these things. So go to trysnow.com and use code DND for 15% off your first order. So what I wanted to tell you guys is Snow whitens your teeth in nine minutes a day. That's it. Just nine minutes a day. It really doesn't take much. And you'll see really good results after just three days. I mean, I don't know if any of you like me are coffee drinkers, but it's so important for me because I have always have a coffee in the morning and my teeth end up going sort of a little bit brown after a few weeks. And this just gives them that zing back so that you just feel confident when you smile and people look at you. Snow has over 500,000 happy customers, including Floyd, Maidweather and Miss Universe. It's designed to be pain-free for people with sensitive teeth. I know a lot of people, so that's a huge thing when it comes to teeth whitening for people because it really can be painful. They've spent over $1.4 million in research and development to create the strongest teeth whitening kit possible. It comes with a six-month supply of whitening serum so that at any time your smile needs a touch-up, you're good to go. So go to trysnow.com and use my code DND for 15% off your first order. So let's get back to the show. So finding your tribe and keeping your tribe and having this time together is just the most amazing time. If I've got the three hours, that's how I'd like to spend it. Sitting in my garden, feet up, listening to music with my girlfriends, having a real laugh about life. And even the sad times in life, you can laugh about because we can laugh at each other and we can laugh at the situations we're in. I think it's just the most wonderful relationship when there are no barriers and there are no society rules and there's no worrying about whether I'm dressed in the right Chanel or I'm carrying the right handbag or do I have the right bling to fit in. I'm so comfortable with myself now and I actually want to thank you all for that because a lot of it's down to just doing these amazing podcasts too because I've learned so much about myself and I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of really like who I am as a person now. I mean, there are obviously people that don't like me as a person and quite, you know, there's quite a lot of those, but I think if everybody liked you, then you're not challenging anybody and you're not challenging yourself because if I don't make you question things then I'm just a people pleasing sheep and I prefer not to be so I'm all right with that I've made peace with the fact that a lot of people won't like me but my life is pretty exciting women ask me wonderful questions I I, I got an amazing question yesterday actually I got written to by a woman who found out that her husband was uh, going to massage parlors or whatever it was I think It was fascinating to me because she's like, what would you do? And I was like, well, I would be fucking grateful that it was only that. Is he a good husband? Is he a good father? Is he a good at everything else? 
the answer was yes. And I was like, well, then thank your lucky stars and ignore it. Pretend you didn't see, get on with your life. And, you know, all of these things, as I said it, I never even knew I had this in me. You know, I never even knew that I was this strong as a woman because just listening to myself now, I'm like, fuck it. Who the fuck cares? Because these women, if I went to lunch and downloaded all my problems with these women, they'd be like, oh no, Caroline, you can't stay with that person. You can't do that. And you can't date this. And you can't have that. There's just a million things you can't do, a million rules to be accepted, a million rules to being the right kind of woman, to being a society-led woman. And then there's no rules to my life, none. Absolutely none. It's bloody good. I've had to follow rules my entire life. And it comes from, you know, being a debutante, being the perfect daughter, being a student, going to school, being told what to do, being the perfect wife, being the great mum. And now I'm not, I'm not a normal mum. I'm a cool mum. <laughs> no, I'm not even that. But like, I'm not normal. My kids know no, I'm not normal. But, you know, they respect me. They love me. I'm a different kind of mum. You know, I don't consume myself only in my children. I live the way that I'm happy. I don't need acceptance from all these ladies. The ones that like me, I know like me. The ones that don't, don't. And I'm all right. And I want you guys, you're all intelligent individuals. I want you to take your lives and steer them. And it's so funny how much we feel that we need certain things in life to be accepted, to enjoy ourselves, to be in the right crowd, to get our kids into the right school, to fit a society that I think is so outdated now. And I think society is what we make it. My tribe now, my girls now are my age and we are living. I look at some of the people that I grew up with and some of the people I know who are my age, it's like they've prepared for their own end of days already. It's like they've settled in to such a routine and it's like waiting for death where I feel like I'm on this giant, I've just started a brand new life, a brand new fucking life. I feel newborn. And by the way, I don't know if it's also to do with doing this whole Viva Maya thing and resetting my body clock, but I was going to do that as well. And it reset me completely, but I feel bright and I, the energy and I've, I've got more energy than I think I've ever had, which is scary because I'm not ready to give up. I'm not ready just to not live. I mean, I'm bounding around town with behaving like a teenager. And I, I don't know whether, you know, what people are saying behind my back. And that's also very liberating because I genuinely don't ask nor do I genuinely care. And I don't know whether reality TV prepared me for that or not, but it certainly has hardened my shell to it. It just made me choose my tribe, choose my girls, choose my life. I'm just saying yes, yes to life. And I feel quite incredible about that and quite so happy about it. And, you know, this podcast has liberated me completely. So I want to say thank you again for that. And the fact that it's like flying up the charts too makes me realize that I'm resonating and that, you know, even if you're stuck in a life that isn't quite your best one yet, that you're thinking about it and that you're taking those steps and you're ready to listen. And I'm not guiding you to, to say that you have to do this at all. But what I am telling you is it's possible. You know, I think when we get stuck in a rut and we are accepting of the life we're in, we 
think that there's never going to be anything better and that we've been taught so many times the grass isn't greener, Caroline. The grass isn't greener. Be careful what you wish for. Well, let me tell you right now, right fucking now, the grass is bright fucking green. I am stomping on that grass and I am so glad that I didn't listen to people because the grass is vibrant green from over here. I am happy as a pig in shit. I am on a cloud right now. And I don't know whether that's all the love and the everything else I'm experiencing, but I am so happy. And that's not to say that things don't go wrong. Things are going wrong left, right and center for me. They just do all the fucking time because it's just life. But I always just bounce back up like Tigger the Bear and get on with it. And I think I just want to tell you that whatever you decide now and wherever you go from here, that there are choices. You don't have to stay where you are because the grass isn't green at the other side. The grass is fucking green if you've made this decision and you want to run with it. The grass is amazing. And it's not because I've got money. I fucking struggle to make my bills every month. Like anybody else, I struggle to put it here, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm so fucking proud of myself. So proud of myself. My accountant would like me to cut back, but I'm not prepared to. I'm living my best life now. But what I will say is forget me. I get calls all the time, all the time, DMs from you lot going, Caroline, I left him. I didn't think I had a penny. You know, I, I managed, I went, moved back in with my parents. Then I, then I got myself a small apartment and I am so happy. I am the happiest I've ever been. And when it's, it's freedom, it's the choice, it's being you. It's like shoving up that first painting and doing what you want to do and doing the one thing that you weren't allowed to do before. All of these things. And when you let go of these women and these toxic people that tell you you can't and that tell you you shouldn't, that you won't be liked and that if you don't have these, let these women go. Let shallow shell women go and breathe. Breathe in. My girlfriends and I have amazing conversations, even if it's about ridiculous stuff. They are deep conversations and we love each other. And I, they would be there for me in a heartbeat and choose those women, choose those women that you know that you're going to come on this journey with. I chose these women and they all know who they are right now. And we are a little tribe in Dubai and I'm happy. I'm happy with you all. And you know, that's really it. And that's what I mean by ladies who don't lunch. We are the same. We, you know, just because we don't lunch doesn't mean to say that we don't have a tribe and that we don't have friends. We have amazing friendships, but they're deep and they're meaningful. And I get value from my time. They don't hold me up or judge me. If I say, look, I can't see you this week. Nobody says anything because they know that, you know, I'm working and I haven't got a choice. You know, I'm busy, genuinely fucking busy. I'm trying to juggle and make it work. In the last two weeks, I haven't had five minutes to sit down, not five. I got out of Viva Maya, five pounds lighter, feeling incredible. And I have hit the ground running. I am back to back to back. I finish work at 11 o'clock at night. I simply don't have this head space for anybody, anybody. I don't know how there's food on my table because I don't even get to the supermarket. I'm exhausted. I don't need pressure from outside sources too. I don't need pressure from people to be at events or to be in certain places. If I haven't got there, it's because I can't. I genuinely can't. Not because I don't like you. Not because I don't want to support you. It's because I don't have an 
ounce of energy left in my body. I just do not. I collapse into bed and I'm building my best life right now. I'm building my future. I don't have a pot of money. I wish I did. The Daily Mail keeps writing I'm $30 million rich. I fucking wish I was. I am not. I don't have it. I do, There is no pot behind me. I have to make it now. And I work my fucking butt off. So those three hours are key to my life, you know, key. So that's why I don't lunch. No other reason, no hate, no this. I just can't. So on that note, people, I'm going to end this podcast and I hope that you understand me rather than take criticism from me and understand what I'm saying, that it should be personal choice. And, you know, it doesn't mean I don't like anybody. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, unfriendly. It doesn't mean that I think I'm better than you. It doesn't mean that, you know, I don't want to be friends on different terms. One of the girls actually that I, I that thought I was exactly like that, I'm, I'm going to one-on-one dinner with her now and I'm going to try and make it right. People take it personally. It's not personal. I am not a bitch. I'm actually really nice deep down. So I love you all. I want to say thank you again for all the support. I'm actually blown away by how many of you listen and take these things on board. Please keep sending me the DMs. I love hearing from you and it makes all of these things worthwhile. But do remember, I'm not a therapist. This is all based on my experience and that's all I can do. I'll try and help as much as I can, but I am not a trained therapist. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 